1: On the Sooner Sports Network from Learfield IMG College, this is the Bud Light Post Game Show. Bud Light. This football season, keep it crisp with Bud Light. Sooner football has been brought to you by OG&E, power at the speed of life, and by State Farm. Talk to an agent today at 800 State Farm. Now, this is the Bud Light
2: Post Game Show. It is over in Manhattan, and Kansas State has pulled off the upset today of Oklahoma. 48-41, to the final. The students have stormed the field here in Manhattan. They've taken over basically the north side of the 50-yard line. It's quite a scene here. I think we were able to get all the players off the field for Oklahoma without any incidents. And uh, a shocker, Teddy Lehman?
3: Yeah, definitely shocking. Um, you know, give credit to Kansas State. I thought they had an outstanding game plan i thought that you know what they did uh with with some of their running game was just fascinating to watch the i formation stuff all the different personnel groupings that they threw at us all the different shifts and motions uh pre-snap that they threw at us i thought that was really well done by kansas state and it took us just way too long To adjust to it. So, um, you know, defensively, you got to kind of go back to the drawing board on some of that stuff. You know, I thought there was plenty of times where we had guys in position to make plays and just didn't make it until late whenever it became grave that we have to get a stop. So, you know, defensively, it's it's a frustrating day. There's no doubt to give up 48 to Kansas State, who has been okay offensively this year, but I haven't had an output like this so that that's definitely frustrating coach Merv what are your thoughts post
4: game uh, I think that uh, we didn't uh, get to see enough of them offensively and what they're capable of doing in the recent couple of three games you know they, uh, they tore us apart offensively with their offense uh, And we hadn't seen how that worked, I don't think, to the point that uh, they could get in there in the, like they did in the fourth quarter, and slow down some of that uh, formation uh, stuff with those uh, blockers getting out in front of the fullback and the tailback, and that was what they, fell in with, and it uh, was something that we really, I don't think we're ready for until late in the game. And uh, we started uh, taking advantage of it with our, uh, you know, our DD, or D, CD, it, DB, yeah. you had to start taking advantage of him, and uh, it became a whole different deal. But uh, early in the game, uh, it looked like they lined up just in a noseman defense with two backs back there, two real good backs. And he would give it to the tailback, and the fullback would take a sign, and the center does a heck of a job rushing or blocking and pushing. And uh, if that uh, guy with the ball sees The guy lean into one side or the other, he takes the other side, they ripped us with that throughout the in middle of the third quarter. And I think, you know, I think that if we could go back out and uh, and practice that part of their uh, I formation, their wish uh, their three three back offense, if we could go back out and practice that for a week, like what we saw today, it could be a whole whole lot different uh, ball game, but I. But you know that's nobody's fault, really. Uh, in looking at the uh, Baylor game last week, I didn't see much of that. I didn't see them run the ball much at all, and I don't know whether you know whether this is something new or whether it's something that uh, they didn't think Baylor uh, could take advantage of so they didn't even use it but uh, somewhere in there we can't we can't slash our wrists just yet. Here's
2: the rule that will need an explanation to. In the post game, and again, I know the immediate reaction is it shouldn't have come to this, and, and we all agree on that. But still, the game came down to the onside kick in the end, and this is Rule 613, uh, Article 4. Uh, it says, and it's talking about uh, fielding a free kick, a player blocked by an opponent into a free kick is not, while in bounds, deemed to have touched the kick. That's going to be the explanation that Oklahoma needs as to why Trajan Bridges, who I think we all agree touched the ball probably just about a half yard shy (laughs) of the 10 yard mark, but was also in the process being blocked by a Wildcat opponent into the ball. Uh, And we asked it at the time, does that matter? It sounds like by that rule, maybe it should, but we'll await the explanation, hopefully from Reggie Smith following the game. We'll take a timeout. Chris Blank and Gabe Eichert have headed to the locker room to get the postgame thoughts of Lincoln Riley. K-State pulls off the upset today, 48-41. This is Sooner Football from Learfield IMG College. Sooner fans, be sure to catch Coach's Corner, presented by Riverwind Thursday night, 7 p.m. on the Sooner Sports Radio Network and Sooner Sports TV. Blue Cross and Blue Shield of Oklahoma and OU Athletics have teamed up to recognize outstanding teachers in our classrooms and communities. Visit OUTeacherOfTheGame.com to nominate your teacher to be honored at an OU football game and win $1,000. All right, 48-41, the final. K-State. Teddy, you went down and talked to the replay officials. What'd you learn? Yeah,
3: I caught him in the hallway outside and asked him about the the rule we were talking about. And the the spirit of that rule is uh, someone trying to block someone else into the ball purposely to try and help gain possession. Um, and he said that's what took so long is they were making sure that that they didn't think that that was the case that was two guys playing football and the ball happened to hit one of the guys and they took their time with it they were connected to the Big 12 office Big 12 office I mean there was agreement through several layers as to that's what the call was and that they were making the pra- uh, proper decision on it
2: so the judgment was less did it go 10 yards and more about what we were talking about was the was the block of Trajan Bridges, an intentional effort to try to get him to touch the ball.
3: Right, exactly, and and, and what he said was, there's there's no um, judgment call there. D- it, it doesn't have anything to do with the ten yard barrier. The receiving team can come across that ten yard barrier and engage players uh, after the ball is kicked. Completely legal. All of that is completely legal. So that 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 rule is more for. A punt or uh, a ball loose on the ground and someone trying to push a guy into the ball. I got you.
2: I got you. All right. Very good. Way to go. Good hustle by you. 48-41 Kansas State wins. Let's squeeze in another quick timeout. This is Sooner Football from Learfield IMG College. Zone Reed keeps it himself right up the middle into the end zone a touchdown. Second touchdown run of the first quarter for Jalen Hurts. Like a hot knife through butter, he went right through that purple defense. And Oklahoma's back up two scores. That's your OG&E power play of the game today. OG&E is power at the speed of life. Go ahead, Michael Dean. And you're listening to the Bud Light postgame show. Saturdays are better with a crisp Bud Light at your tailgate. Keep it crisp, Oklahoma, and please drink responsibly. 48-41 upset today. Kansas State knocks off the Sooners. Kansas State uh, trailed 17-7 after the first quarter but really Teddy momentum swung their way in the second they got the big interception before halftime gave them a 1 point lead going into the break and then the third quarter was really the difference in this game they dominated the third quarter they scored 17 points Oklahoma only took 6 offensive snaps
3: yeah that was yeah that was strange the about halfway through the second quarter and and through the third quarter this was 100% Kansas State's football game um, they dominated, really, both sides, um, shutting Oklahoma down whenever they needed to, not letting us put together sustained drives. Um, special teams was a factor. The turnover before halftime was, was huge. Uh, we're trying to go down and, and score, put some points up, knowing that Kansas State, you know, in the way that things had been going, is going to have the football coming out of halftime. It's, you're thinking, okay, we've we've got to put some points up here, or it could be a really long stretch before our offense – uh, gets the ball again and you go over you I think it was the second play maybe of that two minute drive maybe the third and they run it like a little a little gimmick play a gadget play and get a bad bounce it's, it's it ends up being a good throw and a guy doesn't catch it turns into points going the other way um, you know it's just kind of the day it was you know you make a good throw it hits the guy in the hands and you don't make the play in Kansas State capitalizes on it. Same thing on the, the kickoff, you know, whenever they, they pooch kicked it on us and we were able to convert that and and turn that into a, a turnover. is one of those days where, you know, a lot of times you make mistakes, and we talk about these coaches all the time, you know, coming off of a big win and they come out there and they say, well, you know, there's still plenty of stuff that went wrong, you know, we've got – plenty of of mistakes to fix and we're not where we want to be and we all kind of laugh and say yeah okay that's these coaches talk but you know today's one of those days where those mistakes don't always cost you and today they did you know some of those mistakes did cost you today the way the ball bounces and uh, the way Kansas State prepared that they were ready to take advantage of those situations so give them credit this is a, a unique football team a unique offense and even though they don't have the players that we do, they're able to to use the clock, um, use, you know, some, some stuff that they do that no one else does and, you know, have some success with it. And, and we didn't have much of an answer defensively. And I know people are going to be asking about our scheme and, you know, why weren't we prepared for this and don't have that good of an answer right now. All I can tell you is, when you've got open unblocked guys ready to make a play on someone, they got to make it. That's just how it is. You know, that you've got to make those plays and today, you know, guys that have been making those plays this year weren't making them. You know, Kenneth Murray wasn't making them. Deshaun White had had guys, you know, in front of him that he he didn't make those plays. You know, it was just, it was one of those days where everything just piled up on you. We had an ejection from a defensive player. Turner Yell goes out with what I assume is a concussion. You know, it was, it was just one of those days where we felt it kind of early, didn't we? That, that things just were not clicking the way we had hoped.
2: Let's pause 10 seconds for station ID. This is Sooner football from Learfield IMG college. Dr. Tim Shannon and Dr. Mark Revels at Orthodontics exclusively are proud to present the junior captain of the game at midfield for each home game. For info on how your child can become the next junior captain, go to orthoexc.com. Let's take a timeout. we got Lincoln Riley's postgame thoughts next. This is Sooner Football from Learfield IMG College. 50-yard drive by Burkish. Snap a little high, hold is down, kick is away, has the distance, and it is
5: good.
3: Dang. He drilled
5: it.
2: Kansas State pulls off the upset today. That a 50-yard field goal by Gabe Burkich before halftime. He goes four for four today. And a big one there late to make it a one-possession game. Time now for our postgame interview with Lincoln Riley, brought to you by Travis W. Watkins Tax Resolution and Accounting Firm.
5: All right, thanks a lot, Toby. Down here with Lincoln Riley, obviously, coach, frustrating, but uh, this team so sh- showed some heart. They they didn't tap out in the end, and they easily could have.
6: No, just we just didn't play well enough to beat a good football team on the road. I mean, that's a, you know that is what it is. We had a chance to get some separation early, we didn't do it. Uh, we didn't do a good job getting off the field defensively. We had a couple of big turnovers, uh, uh, you know, in the, the kicking game, and then the interception on the on the drop pass, and then. Uh, Yeah, we had some opportunities, you know, but you play a good team on the road and you, you you know, you don't play your best. You give them a chance and it's going to come down to, you know, one tough call at the end and it didn't go our way.
7: What do you think made it so difficult today on the defense? Just the personnel groupings, the multiple looks they showed you guys in the run game. Seems like. Chris Kleinman, that offense, they, they really have something going. Yeah, they did a good job.
6: I mean, and we knew they would. I mean, we, we didn't tackle very well. Um, you know, they got a couple things early that we made some adjustments to, but we our tackling was probably the worst that it was all year. And then and then we had some big opportunities where we got them in second and long or third and long. And, like, those are those have been when we've been in our very best, and we weren't today. And we, we allowed them to stay on the field. Um, we had a couple opportunities to pick the ball off. Uh, and didn't make them, you know, I mean, we just, we had opportunities that didn't make them, and we certainly didn't tackle as well as we have. I know you're going to get asked this a thousand times, but what was the explanation they gave you on overturning the recovered onside kick? It wasn't much of one, honestly, (laughs) I mean, it just, you know, uh, I I don't know, we had the same situation at Baylor uh, a couple of years ago, and uh, they ended up giving them the ball on it where they... They said that you know that we blocked one of their guys into it so i it, to me it's the same play i mean we were we, we were a little surprised but it is what it is
7: yeah i never seen a review take that long and then but um obviously losing never fun never what you want but what can you learn from this and what can you do moving forward you
6: Well, know, this will test us i mean this will this will test our resolve our leadership our our coaching um how bad that we really want this and so uh you know, it's a different way than we've been tested all year. So if we're the team we think we can be, we better respond. Final thought, good to have a bye week to kind of reset, or would you rather be back on the field next week? Uh, don't know that I have a preference. I mean, we just we got to be ready to play better whenever that time is. All right, thanks, Coach. All right, thanks.
2: Here's Lincoln Riley's post-game thoughts brought to you by Travis W. Watkins Resolution, an accounting firm. We solve IRS problems. Did you uh, want to say something?
3: Or? No, I'm, I, oh, I, I, um, I thought Lincoln Riley was right defensively. Missed tackles. I thought we had opportunities on guys to make plays. Um, the third and longs—that was what was, I think, really frustrating. Was their conversions on some of those those routes downfield and third and just extremely long, where we didn't put pressure on the quarterback and he was able just to stand there and wait and and wait for a guy to pop open in the secondary. So, yeah, I I, I agree with what uh, what Lincoln Riley said there. And at the end of the day. You know, you can't let this, you can't let this ruin your season. You know, you still got everything to play for, as we've seen pretty much every year, right? I mean, yeah. we haven't been undefe- undefeated through the regular season yet, and we've been to several college football playoffs. So, I mean, you, you still have everything you want right you in front of for you. for
2: chaos now. Yeah. yeah. All right, we'll take a timeout. We'll get some more thoughts from uh, Teddy and uh, Merv before they have to get out of here. Much more postgame reaction from the Sooners coming up. This is Sooner Football from Learfield IMG College. Play action, Thompson wants to throw, looks in zone, and he's sacked. He had to pull it down, and for the first time today, Oklahoma sacks Skylar Thompson. It was Kenneth Mann and LaRon Stokes. Welcome back to Manhattan. Upset today, the Cats have put a loss on the Sooners for the first time this year. 48-41 to the final. Post game brought to you by Bank of Oklahoma. Long live your money. Is Coach Merv back there? Yes. Dre. Yep. Coach, um, you know, Teddy brought up before that last segment. I think you did off the top. Um, you know, this is a stunning loss and a difficult one for the Sooners and their fans today. The college football season isn't over. You've been in a locker room like this before. What What's the key to kind of getting this team up and going and uh, back on track again?
4: Well, I think you have to be very honest with them. I don't. You know, they. Worked about as well and hard as anybody could all year, and I think we maybe got in a little bit of a uh, jam with what they were doing, in spite of seeing some of these te- uh, teams that they uh, have run recently. But uh, you know that shouldn't uh, that shouldn't affect the, the players. I think, for one thing, you know that first ha- first quarter. They would give the ball to the deep back, and uh, the lineman would really fire off well. And uh, a back would lead and get the side over to that side, and he slips over the open side. And it was making five, six, seven yards, those kind of things. And I, I think they, they could correct that and did during the course of the game. And uh, the things that. Uh, also heard I thought our uh, defensive backs even though they had a lot to deal with there were so many of those quick outs to the guys playing down the field and they had such a cushion on them and they threw them so quick they couldn't stop them and then later on in the game it wasn't a problem and uh, I think I think that happens a lot of times that uh, you just uh, get a little bit of something different maybe something in your scheme, that they recognize could be a problem for you, and I and I sort of think those two things did. And let's don't uh, let's don't forget, we saw a heck of a player at quarterback on the other team today too. That guy's pretty doggone good. But he made some great throws today. He really and did some tight windows and long throws long great throws and our quarterback did too Those guys put on a show throwing the ball down the field at somebody uh, you know, and it 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 hurts and uh, and uh, you know, that's Usually what makes you grow up better and stronger and tougher. That's what we got to do and we still got a chance to play somebody in the uh, playoff game still yeah, and that should be our goal and uh, I think we got through uh, fairly well with uh, players I know we got one kicked out that was a terrible move Uh, and our, our big tight end ought to be back in a week or two and some things maybe can help us as we go through but we got a couple of three teams still yet to play, they're pretty doggone good too so we don't need to be Thrilling or
2: Teddy, you asked me during the break what, what I thought. I think um, in college football one of the reasons there is so much secrecy and paranoia is because there is so little practice time. And if a team shows up with the exact right game plan on the exact right day and you help them out a little bit, anything can happen. Syracuse beats Clemson. Iowa State beats Oklahoma, Illinois beats Wisconsin. We build up in our heads how much massively different some of these teams are than others and the reality just isn't always that much and today we saw that play itself out again. Kansas State played a brilliant football game and showed up with a great game plan and caught Oklahoma on an off day, and the Sooners helped him out a little bit, and that is how you pull off a massive upset.
3: Yeah, I mean, I I agree 100%. You know, we've been playing college football for over 100 years, well over 100 years, and I don't know that anyone has cracked the code on how you make sure 18 to 22-year-old kids show up with their best every single week. You know, if the best team won, Every single week, we wouldn't even be playing this thing, you know. I, it, just kind of how it goes, and I know people don't want to hear that right now. They get all fired up about the game, and and I get that. There's there's stuff that went on out there that, you know, you just you just flat out can't allow to happen. But we did allow it to happen. How do you move on from it? How do you learn from it? You know, I, I think one of the things, in, I. I talk about this during the week you know we we do a segment where we pick three reasons why Oklahoma will win and three reasons why Oklahoma might lose and one of my reasons today and and I'm not saying that this was necessarily happening but I think complacency is is one of the most difficult things especially in college football where you have teams that have um, you know there's there's big discrepancies between different programs you know you can feel like on a week you go out and not play your best, and that's still going to be good enough to win. And it, no matter how many times you try and pound it into their heads as coaches, like I said, the young kids. Um, you start to listen to how good you are at, at times, and I think it can affect your play. Now, I'm not saying necessarily that's what happened today, but you know, you go on the road, an 11 a.m. kick against Kansas State, and you don't have your best stuff the question is well why don't you have the your best stuff well, what went on and you know it's just I, you can't put your finger on it cuz i i don't think there's you would sit down a coach and and truth serum would tell you that you know our, our guys us as coaches we just didn't take kansas state seriously i don't think you'd get that answer i don't i mean i i don't necessarily think that's the case i think probably the way you put it is is best that it was just it was one of those days where they had a great game plan they executed on some stuff that they haven't executed on this year some of those throws by Skylar Thompson were just beautiful perfect I mean putting them in between players and you know sometimes it doesn't matter you can't defend against those things other stuff out there was easy to defend against and we weren't able to so I don't know I wish I had a better answer. <laughs> yeah.
2: I always feel like after these, we turn into uh, uh, counselors a little bit, trying to work, help each other through it. You guys got one more segment, or you need to go? Sure. All Let's right, do another one. More one. We got much more post-game reaction coming from downstairs as well. Uh, Chris Plank and uh, Gabe Eichert coming up in just a second. Sooner's Fall today in Manhattan, 48-41. This is Sooner Football from Learfield IMG College. The kick by Burkich is out to the right, bounds at the 40 to the 35, touches somebody. Bounds upfield, sprint for it, and the Sooners have recovered! The Sooners have recovered! Did it touch a guy before it went 10 yards? That's the question. Oklahoma has recovered the ball at the Kansas State 37-yard line. There are no flags on the field. Multi-platinum selling artist, Post Malone, coming to the Chesapeake Energy Arena with his Runaway Tour on November 4. Tickets are on sale now at the arena's box office. Hey, Sooner fans, when you download the Chick-fil-A app and order, you can start earning points toward delicious rewards. Crazy finish. Boy, what a second half here in Manhattan today. The Cats win it 48-41. One-point game at halftime. Kansas State outscores the Sooners 17-0 in the third quarter. Oklahoma runs six offensive plays in the third quarter. K-State has a dominant 48-23 lead going to the fourth. Oklahoma gets a 70-yard touchdown by C.D. Lamb. Forces a couple of punts. Got a clutch field goal from Gabe Burkich, Came down to an onside kick that they recovered in Kansas State territory. But the review says it hits Trajan Bridges before the ball goes 10 yards. Our explanation afterwards, we talked to, or Teddy talked to, the replay officials. Why why don't you tell folks again that may have tuned in late, you had a chance to talk to the replay officials after the game, and and what did they tell
3: you? Yeah, I asked him about the replay and um, specifically the ruling about a player that is uh, blocked into a kick is deemed to have not touched the ball. Um, He said that they didn't feel like it applied in this instance. Um, Big 12, the, the, the review group here in stadium is in contact with the Big 12 office. Uh, his assessment of the play, the official well, let here. Me, let me explain
2: yeah. that real fast because I don't want people to think Bob Bowlesby is sitting there. Like There is a yes. replay center yes. in Las Colinas, Texas. Where they are watching all Big 12 games with giant monitors, and we make fun of the little monitor on the field a lot. Mm-hmm. But in actuality, they are in contact with a replay center in Las Colinas where a Big 12 officiating crew is also watching and helping them make these judgments. Okay, go ahead. Right,
3: yeah, and the official, the re- review official here, his assessment was that that ruling did not apply in this situation. The Big 12 officials office that was also in on the review agreed with that assessment, as did the official on the uh, on the ground for the game, Reggie Smith, Reggie Smith um, watching the replay. So three tiers of officiating agreed on the call that 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 ruling does not apply in this situation.
2: Well, I would say they, they agreed on the call, but it took them a while.
3: Mm-hmm. That's why he said he said this was we knew that this was an important call, uh, call. We knew that the game hung in the balance. We took our time with it and made sure that we were all in agreement.
2: Lincoln Riley told our Chris Plank after the game, quote, uh, when asked of what explanation he was given, he said, quote, I don't know. We had the same situation at Baylor a couple of years ago, and they ended up giving them the ball where they said, we blocked one of their guys into it. To me, it was the same play. We were a little surprised, end quote. That was from Lincoln Riley. Let's go downstairs quickly. Uh, Creed Humphrey meeting
5: with the media. Shall we getting here with Creed Humphrey after the tough loss, the media. What
8: happened in that
7: third quarter that slowed you guys down?
8: You know, I'm not really sure. You know, uh, They had a good game plan coming in. Uh, they did some things that we didn't really adjust to well. And that's just, you know, something that happened. I mean, something that we gotta adjust to better.
4: What was it about today that you just couldn't get
8: that running game on? You well, know, like I said, you know, they game plan, you know, very well against us, you know, and I, you know, they did some things that we weren't really prepared for, and I think that uh, we could have done on our part, we could have adjusted better than what we did, you know. Down Good job of them. Down one at halftime,
9: what was that conversation like in the locker room? Morning?
8: Yeah, you know, uh, we were down one. We uh, we got that two minute uh, drive, you know, scored that field goal. We were excited, you know. Uh, going in, we were just. Uh, the, ma- the message was to, you know, just go out there and play our brand of football, you know, because, you know, I think, you know, if if we play our brand of football, I don't think there's a team out there that can beat us, you know, and uh, unfortunately, we didn't play our brand of football in that second half, and it bit us in the butt.
0: Creed, can you just talk a little bit about the nature of just the way everybody played in the third quarter? Maybe you guys played a little bit stunned because of the way things were going. How did you think everybody kind of handled that when things weren't going well in the third quarter?
8: You know, uh, I think we could have done a better job than what we did, for sure. Uh, it's just, you know, one of those things that us as leaders have to get across and that, you know, it doesn't matter what the score is. You just have to keep fighting, you know, scratching, clawing way back. So uh, I think we could have better, done a better job than what we did.
6: Was there a moment for you where it was tough to comprehend what was actually going on in that third quarter?
8: Uh, you know, not really. I try to, you know, shut out the scores and everything. I don't really pay attention to that too much, and you know, I just – you know, my, my, my main focus is to go out there and do my job, the best ability, whatever it's called for. us. So, uh, you know, it, nothing was really ever, you know, too off guard for me or anything about it. But it's keep going forward now for this team to reset its focus. Yeah, you know, uh, obviously right now we're disappointed in how we played, but uh, this isn't the end of the season for us. You know, we still got a lot of games left, you know, mm-hmm. uh, still got a lot of opportunities left. So uh, we're going to come back, you know, better than we've been so far for sure. I think this team's going to come back and respond to this really good. And, uh,
2: were you guys in a good mental position coming into the game?
8: Yeah, yeah, you know, I thought we prepared well. I thought we were ready for the game, of course.
2: All right, there's what Creed Humphrey had to say out of the game, and uh, Teddy and Merv got to go catch the airplane. So, Coach, um, boy, we've had about a half hour here now, I guess, to digest what we saw today, but what are your final thoughts? It's
4: going to take most of us longer than I have. Yeah, it's going to take a while. (laughs) Uh, You know, I I saw how well they played against – tcu last week and felt like you know that it involved the deep passes and those kind of things and that certainly we would pick that up and we would have a game where didn't pay much attention to their run game it wasn't wasn't really much of it uh and that's where i got shocked and surprised But they were not running what they did today mm-hmm. that and it may be something that happened to our team too Teddy.
3: Yeah. Um, you know, I, I think this is a, this is a good football team that's looked really good at times. Um, you know, others not so great. You know, the Oklahoma state game was, was an interesting situation, um, for them. It was a weird game. They're on the road. There was a, a weather delay. So they didn't look good in that football game. I thought they were going to go in there and beat Oklahoma state. And that made you kind of second guess how good they were. So, um, I I think this is a really solid football team and I think you know a win like this number one for Kleiman, this is whenever you get the buy in from your team like sure. what we're doing here really does They're work. The fan base. Yeah, we they can we, the right Yeah, guy. we can beat anyone. So um I think you're going to see Kansas State probably up their level of play you know the rest of the season. This is a good football team. So um no excuse. We I think we we should still beat this team, you know, and I think we do you know, eight, nine times out of 10 whenever we play them here. So I, you know, I don't know. It's again, you can't just panic and, and say that the season's over and you lose your football team. So I, I don't know. I I think they're still in a good spot. I still trust the leadership on this squad. Um, I still think that they're coached really well on both sides of the ball. You know, you just got to get back out there and do it. You know, I, I don't know if uh, bye week is a good thing after a loss or a bad thing after a loss. if you need to get right back out there and get another win under your belt or what, but um, they're going to have to take advantage of it where it's placed and fix some of the problems that they've had going on so far and you know and, and see what we can do the second half of this season. I mean, it's going to be tough to sit around for a full week and, and marinate on this thing, this performance. so I don't next know weeks. It's going to be- see how fascinating the fascinating
2: thing yeah. is they got an Iowa State team next. It's in Norman. But an Iowa State team that can, in a lot of ways, play like this. Not Mm -hmm. that they're structurally the same, but stingy defense, able to keep the ball away from you, probably a better quarterback than Kansas State has. So, uh, boy, fascinating challenge in two weeks when the Sooners play again. Teddy, coach, great job today. Safe travels back to Norman. Thank you. Appreciate it, T-Rose. We'll Second timeout. time too. out. We've got a lot more post-game reaction coming up. We'll hear from Rufus Alexander and Gabe Eichert and more from the Sooners when we come back. This is Sooner Football from Learfield IMG College. You're listening to the Bud Light postgame show. Saturdays are better with a crisp Bud Light at your tailgate. Keep it crisp, Oklahoma, and please drink responsibly. Let's take a look at our final stats brought to you by Taco Mayo Fresh Max. 24 first downs for Kansas State today. OU 18. Kansas State won the game, by the way, 48-41. Sooners, 102 rushing yards today, only 102, 395 through the air. Oklahoma ran 53 plays, 53 plays for 497 yards. Kansas State, uh, as balanced as you get, 213 on the ground, 213 through the air, 73 plays for the Cats. They ran 20 more plays than OU did. 426 yards. The Sooners actually outgained them by 71 today. Penalties, not a major issue in this game. OU had five, K-State four. Time of possession, a massive advantage for Kansas State. They had it for just over 16 minutes more than did the Sooners. Third downs we knew would be important coming in. OU goes three of eight, K-State six of 13. Cats also picked up one fourth down. Individual numbers, Jalen Hurts, 19 of 26 passing for 395 yards, one touchdown, no picks. He was sacked twice. He was the leading ground gainer as well. Hertz ran it 19 times for 96 yards, three touchdowns on the ground. Trey Sermon, three carries, nine yards. Kennedy Brooks, three carries, two yards. The two main tailbacks for OU, six carries for 11 yards today. CD Lamb, a big day again, five catches. 135 yards, he had a touchdown and a two-point conversion. Charleston Rambo, four catches for 82. K-State Skyler Thompson goes 18 of 28, passing for 213. No touchdowns, no picks. He was sacked once. James Gilbert, 13 carries, 105 yards and a score. Jordan Brown toted it 12 times for 63. Dalton Shone, their leading receiver, five catches, 68 yards. Tackling today, Pat Fields led the way for the Sooners with 7. Denzel Goolsby had seven for K-State. Final stats brought to you by Taco Mayo. Fresh ingredients built to order.
1: On the Sooner Sports Network from Learfield IMG College, Sooner football has been brought to you by Mercy. At Mercy, your life is our life's work. Shelter Insurance. Find an agent for your auto, home, and life at shelterinsurance.com. And by Taco Mayo, fresh ingredients built to order. This is the Bud Light postgame show. You can send your questions to asksooners at ou.edu or tweet them to at OU on the air. It's time to talk Sooner football.
2: Looking left, he'll run it himself up the middle. Dances by a guy to the five, to the two, pushing, falling. Is he in? They're going to say he is down
3: inside the one-yard line. It'll be second and goal inside the one. Not a problem here, but it's going to cost him 10 or 15 seconds here and maybe even more as that clock continues to roll. And
2: the elbow came down. Hurts under center. This looks like a quarterback sneak up coming. Well, everybody moved the staff. He's pushing. I don't see any flags. No flags. That was weird. It looks like he's in. That was an odd-looking play, but I don't see a flag anywhere. Now a touchdown's indicated. Anybody see a flag
5: on the field anywhere? No flag anywhere, and the clock continued to run
2: and
3: run and run. Yeah, it ran until they finally came in and signaled touchdown.
2: Stop on by your hometown Whataburger and try their one-of-a-kind patty belt with two all-beef patties, grilled onions, Monterey Jack cheese, their famous creamy pepper sauce, all on Texas toast, it's like telling your taste buds how much you love them. Back downstairs, the media with Neville Gallimore.
5: Toby Captain's meeting with the media, so we we'll get a few moments Neville here in a group setting with Neville Gallimore. Neville, just can you kind of take us through the
10: struggle and what went wrong out there today? Um, you know, one thing that, that we thought on was trying to be consistent, you uh, know, make sure that we played um, four-quarter ball, and uh, that didn't happen today. So we just... No, I got to be that much better. Um, uh, just being a senior being a leader, get the guys going, and we uh, just weren't effective like we needed to be.
7: Why wasn't the tackling form there Pardon me? Why wasn't the tackling form there
10: early? Why wasn't the tackling form there? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, want to. Like I said, man, you can't, can't, point, the, can't point the finger. It's the, it's the whole defense. It, it, it's us as a whole. And, things that we got to fine-tune, things that we just got you be better, you know? Great football team, great coaches, got great guys, you know, you know great scheme, you know, and they came ready, you know? You know we knew they were, were going to bring their best. Can you talk about Skylar Thompson? Probably so elusive today,
4: is rushing.
10: Good, great ball player, man. You know, he he knows what he wants to do, you know, he trusts his guys and he, he made some stuff happen, you know, that, that's a credit to him. Obviously, you know, he put the work in, and uh, he, he showed it that. Neville Lincoln said that they showed you guys some things
9: that were wrinkles on what
10: they'd done before. Was it a little bit different <coughs> than what you were expecting? Um, you, you could say that. <coughs> but at the end of the day, you know, it's, it's, a, it's really about playing our ball and making sure we're able to execute and, and be consistent. You know? We beat ourselves today. And, again, <laughs> we just got to go back to the drawing board and you know, look at things that we need to be better at and move forward. You,
5: you kind of tried to do your best to keep guys up. Was
10: it challenging at times to keep guys from hanging their heads on the sidelines? It's always a, you know, when you face adversity, it's always going to be a challenge. You know, you're going into somebody's house, you know. You got, you got to understand that, you know, there, there's some guys that haven't been through it. There's some guys that have been through it enough. So, I mean, it's, again, the unfortunate part of it is part of the game, too. But, you know, again, the beauty of it is that we, we get to go back and go to work and fix things and uh, get back to where we need to be.
9: Able to hold on to it
10: and build on it? <clears throat> I mean, just a uh, lack of execution. Um, and again, just, you know, like I said, they, they, made, they made plays. You know, they, I said they're well coached ball club. Got guys, you know, they play well together. And like I said, we, we didn't step up in the way that we needed to get the job done, and, you know, we got to fix that.
9: I feel a little bit
10: staggered losing uh, Delarian, losing Parnell, possibly just making up for lacking depth back there. You know, those are those are our brothers. So, you know, and the, the misfortune. Obviously, you don't have your, your brothers out there. You know, may do a little something to you. But at the end of the day, you know, we we got we got guys that even when one goes down. You know, guys come coming in and, and fill that spot. But you know, hey, like I said, just adversity is a part of Got to be a pro. You got to move forward and. And be about your business. As a as a captain
4: someone's been through this a lot. What sort of the message do you have
10: for the rest of the defense right now? I mean they they, they already know the message, you know. We we'll be we discussed about as a team, you know, as a defense, you know, we, we cover that, so you know, we know what we gotta do, we know we gotta be better at that and you know, as long as we know and take care of that, you know, it'll work out for us. All.
2: There's Neville Gallimore, one of the captains on this team. Sooners fall 48-41. Upset in Manhattan today. We'll take a timeout. The thoughts of Rufus Alexander postgame next. This is Sooner Football from Learfield IMG College. (laughs) Snap is good. Hold is down. Kick is away. And it is good. You're listening to the Bud Light postgame show. Saturdays are better with a crisp Bud Light at your tailgate. Keep it crisp, Oklahoma. Please drink responsibly. Before we go to the thoughts of Rufus Alexander, Jalen Hurts is downstairs with the media. Here's the Sooner quarterback following a 48-41 loss to Kansas State.
5: Right, Toby, Jalen Hurts sitting down with the media right now, and we'll get the final update from the locker room from the Sooner starting quarterback and captain. Questions for Jalen? Jalen, what do you think generally happens
11: to the team
12: today in this game. I think um we gotta we gotta appreciate every opportunity we have to play this game. Be more appreciative. We gotta cherish every moment and we gotta attack every moment um with the right intent and attack it, you know, like, like we do here.
4: What did Kansas State's defense do today that made life tough for you and how hard was it to not have the ball there?
12: There's a lot of self-inflicted wounds, you know. You talk about playing a team like that; they played their butts off. A lot of respect for those guys. I think, um, you know, you, you got to maximize every opportunity that you have. Um, I think it's as simple as that.
11: Looking back I'm on not last not week, might modern, you have seen this? Look, I'm sorry. Looking back on last week, might you have seen this coming? Was there was there signs that something like this was? You no, know, it's out? not.
12: It's not easy climbing this mountain. is not easy. It's treacherous. The closer, the higher you get, um, you know, you get challenged. Everything is not smooth sailing. So, um, the result is what it is.
0: Jim, what about not having the ball very much? This is one of the first times this year where you guys have really had very few opportunities kind of as an offense that didn't possess it for very
12: long. I think simply put, we just got to take advantage of every opportunity we have. Every time we touch the
11: ball, we got to, you know, put it in the paint. And it talked about this being the first true hostile road environment. Do do, do you think that affected the team today?
12: Hostile enough, I guess.
9: Jalen, you guys have been really good in the third quarter, and you get the field goal right at the end of the half. Did you feel like you might come out and really get going offensively in the third quarter?
12: Every time, um, you know, just want to take advantage of every opportunity. Um, Take advantage of every, every opportunity we have. Jalen was 48
2: to 23. I, don't, I know a lot of people watch on TV are like, are these guys going to get blown out of the building? What kind of, on the field with your teammates, What are your, what's your thought process there? And, um, you know, and then, of course, you get the big 70-yard um, play, to CD,
11: just kind of, can you talk about that comeback that you saw? Whatever
12: spark we had, um, resurgence we had, whatever you want to call it, it wasn't enough. Yeah. It was not enough. And, um, I'll do better with my leadership. Um, uh, it, 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 you can't leave anything on the table no, no no longer. So we gotta attack it. We gotta get our minds right. We gotta take the right approach. No casualness at all. Um, just have the right intent as a football team. Appreciate everyone. You never know how or when it could be your last.
2: As Jalen Hurts post game after the Sooners drop a hard one, 48-41, we are blessed on this crew to have some uh, tremendous experts who guys who have been through things like this before. Merv Johnson, Teddy Layman, Rufus Alexander as well. Uh, here's Rufus' post game thoughts today.
13: Rufus Alexander here. Uh, tough loss for the Sooners. Um, you look at this game. Um, they have a lot. They have a long way to go. A lot to work on. Defensively, uh, you go into this game um, playing really good defensively, um, stopping the run, tackles for loss, um, stopping people on third downs, getting off the field. And, and this was a, a game where um, you wanted to see how this defense has really grown when it cam- comes to a physical matchup. K-State was an old school team uh, coming into this game. We know they was going to do some eye formation, be physical coming at you off the ball, and and what I was afraid of was K State being able to keep this phone this 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 ball game into a phone booth where everything was in tight quarters and you had to be physical. The slanting stuff, slanting at the line of scrimmage, really hurt the Sooners at times because. K State was able to take advantage of the Sooners moving one way, cutting off a, cutting off a, a guy that's supposed to get to a gap, and they were able to gas the Sooners on some big runs, and that was one of those things that. Was worrying me whenever the Sooners were, you know, watching the Sooners in other games and watching them going and play against a team that had a really good offensive line. K State has some got seniors on that all over that offensive line, and those guys were well prepared and they they played for the slants and they they used OU's aggression against them and got to easy gaps and and they ran the ball effectively and very well. Uh, quarterback wise, I mean, K State was balanced. Uh, they didn't ask their quarterback to do very much. He picked up timely third, timely third downs, um, and you, you kind of look at it. They got some good penalties out there as well with some pass interference here and there that kind of helped them out. Parnell Motley getting kicked out of the game because K-State was being really physical on the edges and stuff. So those are things right there that you can't have in a game is Parnell Motley being a senior. He getting kicked out of the game because he's getting hot-headed because he's getting his butt kicked on the sideline. Um you can't have that. You have to be bigger. That is a selfish play. That's a selfish penalty. That's a selfish thing that happens to the team and it hurts the team more than it helps. Turner Yield going out also kind of hurt them as well. Um, you know, in a position where, um, they've all, they've been talked about, you know, just the depth that's there and, and having guys that can come in and play if something were to happen. Um, and I, I think that also came out and kind of hurt the Sooners a little bit in this game as well. Offensively, this still is the part that kind of worries me. And I know it worries a lot of people is we can't really rush the ball with a running back. I mean, we're not rushing well, uh as far as having a, a running back run the ball every all the focus and everything is right there on Jalen Hurts and he is a phenomenal athlete but taking some of that pressure off of your quarterback with a good balanced run game where he doesn't have to really be involved in the run game to get it to be effective is something that I think is really important that needs to to get better uh, offensive line wise I think K-State not to say I think I know K-State won that battle I, I think you know it was a game where um it was it was a game that was geared for OU to get physical with a team that wanted to get physical and into a fist fight with them, and it just didn't it didn't work that way. Um, K State was the had the better defensive line today, the and they won that battle. Um, they won the offensive line battle as well against our defense, and we got our butts whooped all the way around. But you know the the team kept fighting. They have a lot to keep on playing for. Um, they have a lot to grow from this game. A lot of things they can grow from from this game. Uh, It sucks. It's a loss you have to learn from, but it happens. Um, You know, you you just got to keep on pushing and working and getting better. Um, There's a lot of room for improvement and they got to have to lick their wounds and come back because there's going to be a thing that's going to be said about them now. They're going to say, well, if they play against a really extremely physical team, the Sooners can't hold up. That's the narrative they're going to have now. Everything was always a good narrative about all oh, this defense is so physical and all this and that stuff. Now they're going to get the opposite side of it. Don't read the press clippings. Continue to work. Continue to get better. Um, and, and as far as the offense, they got to continue to saw wood on the offensive line and get better up front and be able to run the ball and move people off the ball. That was a bit, That was a really good defensive front. Very solid defensive front. Uh, and... And the Sooners, uh, offensively, offensive line-wise, everybody just didn't wasn't up to their A game, and just got to get back to the drawing board and get better. Some
2: of the post-game thoughts of uh, Rufus Alexander after Sooners fall 48-41. Still more post-game coming up here from Manhattan. This is Sooner Football from Learfield IMG College. <laughs>
1: On the Sooner Sports Network, from Learfield IMG College, Sooner football has been brought to you by Allstate. College football is mayhem. Be better protected with Allstate. And by MidFirst Bank, exclusive home of the OU Visa Credit and Debit Card. This is the Bud Light Post Game
2: Show. Second and 11 from the twenty-four. Hertz takes the high snap, throws it out to CD behind the line. Pitch back into Hertz. He's got wide open, far sideline. Basquin, 35-30. It's a race, 20-15-10,
1: and he's tripped
2: up there. 48-41, Kansas State wins it today. Before we go back downstairs, time for our mid-first Bank players of the game. Going to go two today. Jalen Hertz had a big day, 395 passing yards, four total touchdowns, three on the ground, one through the air. And Gabe Berkich... Uh, 4 for 4 today including a 50-yard field goal. Clutch one there late to give the Sooners the chance with an onside kick. He is now 10 for 10 on the year. Midfirst Bank is a premier partner of OU Athletics and your exclusive home for the OU credit and debit card. Go to midfirst.com/sooners for details. Midfirst Bank is true to your money. Let's go back downstairs. I believe Chris Plank is with Kenneth Murray. Kenneth Murray
5: for a few minutes. Murray's gonna meet press conference style, so we'll just jump in here with the rest of the media. T Row is K9 takes a seat. Jaylen,
14: what happened today trying to stop the road
11: game today?
14: Uh, we didn't play well enough. We gotta be better up front. Um my back is we gotta be better. Everybody has to be better. So I mean, I mean I'm not gonna make no excuse about anything. We just didn't play well enough. What's as team, well as
2: you guys have been playing? Just how shocking is this? Not just not just for you, but for everybody on the defense.
14: Well, I mean, if we if we don't come in and and, and do the specific things that we have set out as a defense to do, then this is what happens. So, um, you know, at the end of the day, um, we we didn't execute. We didn't come in and we didn't, you know, play up to our standard and. And now we got to go fix that. Beyond executing,
11: Kenneth, what about being physical? I mean, that's kind of the, the root of what, how you guys have turned this defense around is that and the enthusiasm, and you know, gang tackling. You didn't see much of that today. What? What are you? Is that, I'm wondering if you're disappointed about the lack of, I guess, physicality. First of all,
14: no, I'm I'm not disappointed in my, how how we played. Um, as in, you know, I feel like my guys came out and played hard. I feel like we 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 put it all out there. Um, Obviously disappointed in the fact that we lost, and obviously disappointed in the fact that um, a bunch of points was put up. Um, but at the end of the day, you know, um, you know, for us, we have to continue to to build. Um, we got to put this one behind us um, and, and, and get back on track. You know, like I said before, you know, we it, when we do things the way that we know how to how to do them, and the way that you know the coaches have set out for us to do them, then you know, good things happen. And when we do, when we don't. Um, bad things happen. So, um, you know, today we, we got outplayed. Um, that's point blank. Period. Not gonna make no excuses. i <laughs> are gonna get the same fix and we're gonna come back. around next in two weeks.
7: How confident are you that you can fix the issues that we saw today with this defense?
14: Extremely confident. Why?
7: Because
14: I mean, it's 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 if push comes to shove, the weight of the world on my shoulders, I want the weight of the world on my shoulders. And so, as a leader of this defense. We're going to get it fixed. I, 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 I'm going to tell you, that ain't going to be no you know, going down the stretch and you know back-to-back bad games and stuff that we've seen in the past. No, this is different. You know, We had one bad Saturday. Well, that's life. Move on. We're going to get this thing fixed.
11: You guys took an L uh, the previous two years and still made it to the playoff. Um, not to look too far ahead, but is there comfort knowing that you can maybe get back on that track?
14: Um, we just worry about the next game. Um, Worry about attacking practice next week, this bye week, attacking practice the week after that. Um, going out there playing up to our standard. The next opportunity we get to play up to our standard um, in our house versus Iowa State. Um, and we're going to continue to do that for the rest of the year and let the chips fall what they may.
2: Kenneth Murray following the game, Sooners fall today for the first time in the 2019 season. An upset at Manhattan 48 41. We'll take our final postgame timeout. Thoughts from Gabe Eichert and Chris Plank, and a final look around the scoreboard in the Big 12 and nationally. When we come back, this is Sooner Football from Learfield IMG College. Kansas State has pulled off an upset, and a big one. The Cats run onto the field. Lincoln Riley seeking out Chris Kleiman. What a win for Chris Kleiman, his first year at Kansas State from North Dakota State. Knocks off the undefeated Sooners and the number five team in the country. The clock still says five as the team shake hands. And there's the final. Final score today in Manhattan, Kansas State 48 and Oklahoma 41. And welcome back for the final time inside the broadcast booth. Been a tough day here in uh, Manhattan for the Sooners as they lose 48-41. They fall to seven and one on the year and. And now you start the uh, ifs and buts, and uh, really the deciphering. If you got a zero in the loss column, there's not a lot of figuring to do, as uh, the Clampets would say back. Not a lot of ciphering to do. You just win them all, and you're gonna you're gonna play for a national championship. Once you drop a game, like Georgia has, and like Oklahoma has, and like Wisconsin has, and like no doubt some more will before we get to the finish line. Then you gotta root for this team and that team, and you start it, it turns into the beauty pageant that we've become accustomed to. Are our, our losses better than your loss? Is our wins better than your wins? And who knows how this season will turn out? We got a long ways to go. We may look back and say this is the loss that sunk the Sooner season in 2019, or we may look back and say it's uh, it's the uh, turning point, and Oklahoma went on to glorious things. We shall see. Let's go back downstairs. And this was recorded. Chris Plank and Gabe uh, Eichard before they had an opportunity to uh, talk to the players. That's why you'll hear uh, off the top. But I'm interested in know kind of Gabe's takeaway today. So here's Chris and Gabe.
5: Toby, we're uh, just outside the locker room getting ready to talk to some Sooner players, go more in-depth on this tough fun. Uh, Gabe Iker, before you board the plane to head back home. Uh, a gut check, and again, you know, team fought back, but eh. You don't want to be in those situations against a good team on the road.
7: Yeah, too little, too late. Um, when you look at it, now you had a chance to get out to a big lead early in the football game. You're up 10 to nothing on the road. You're feeling good about things. And then K-State, they just they had a, had a tremendous game plan against Alex Grinch's defense. When you think, hey, stretch them laterally. Use that movement against them. Gap them down. Use that aggressiveness against them. Use Kenneth Murray's aggressiveness at the middle linebacker against them. They ran some plays that, frankly, I've never seen before. Uh, kind of in the fake power pull and then bringing it backside. That is that it's great game planning. That's smart. Um, they really stressed the safeties back in kind of that two shell defense that Alex Drench played a lot and the two man and some of the stuff they were doing underneath. I mean, they, it, it was a tremendous game plan. But ultimately, it came down to, and I think it always comes down to this: who who's the most physical team at the line of scrimmage? And Kansas State was getting more movement on both sides of the line, of, uh, both sides of the football. Not that, I mean, not a ton of offensive plays for Oklahoma, but went three and out a couple times, and in a game like that, when the other team's got so much momentum, you just can't have those things happen. Turn the football over twice. Can't happen when you're on the road playing a good team, especially when the momentum of the game is shifting like that. So just an unfortunate sequence of (laughs) events when they came out, and it looked like OU was the better team, more, more talented team, and then, just great game planning by Chris Klein and his staff, and they executed at a higher level, and that's that's what it comes down to. Hey, uh, before you get out of here,
5: you you actually lost to K-State before a bye week, not fun, right?
7: Um, I would describe it as the worst, the worst practice of fo- the worst week of practice of football in my entire life, and it's not even, and I and I'm, I'm I'm not saying that like that's that's not hyperbole. It was miserable. I mean, it is, and that's that's what happens when you play a program like this that has the expectations of hey, you're supposed to win every game and when you have a bye week the next week and you lose the game before it it is the hardest week of practice you can imagine it's harder than training camp the the weight room workouts get ramped up as well it start it starts to have more of a summer workout feel and it's it's truly it's truly miserable but that's when you grow right it's how you respond to adversity like this is is where you learn about your team about the leadership in that locker room about the guys you've got and i know you look around the country right now and we discuss it all the time. It, it seems like this college football playoff or bust mentality exists, and it does. And I understand it, but it can't be thinking about that. Now it's how can we get better? How can we improve? What we can, what can we do to reach our full potential as a team? They'll never be able to change this. This will be a loss for forever. And I remember my losses much more vividly than I remember the games we won at Oklahoma. And this is where you learn about yourself. So... Are they going to hang their heads, have a horrible bye week, not get better in practice, and have and, and finish this last stretch of the regular season poorly? Or are they going to do what they need to do? Acknowledge that didn't go their way today. They got outplayed. Get better and finish strong and let the chips fall where they may. Because you never really know. And it, it doesn't look good. We, we can acknowledge that it doesn't look good right now when you look at the landscape of college football, going on the road and losing to a team like K-State and being able to sneak your way back in the college football playoff. But weird things happen in sports, baby. And that's <laughs> that's what makes us love it. So you never know, but got to get better. You got to get better. That's the bottom line. That's the bottom line. All right, man. Safe travels, Gabe. Thank you. All right, so we got much more from down here at the locker room coming up here
2: in just a bit. What good stuff. Um, I appreciate our crew uh for so many reasons uh, much more uh enjoyable when we win but sometimes the wisdom is even more poignant in a loss and uh really uh powerful words there by gabe eichert our pizza Hut delivery of the game today came on the final play of the first half 50 yard field goal by gabe Burkich well he delivered in a big way today pizza Hut. when ou wins you win free pizza visit soonersportscom sports.com slash pizza hut for more details OU did not win today. That means you got to pay for your own pizza tonight. Here's your Janet King clean sweep of scores from around the Big 12 and around the country. They are at halftime in Ames. OU's next opponent is Iowa State two weeks from today. And the Cowboys have an eight-point lead at halftime, 21-13 up in Ames. Um, Almost to halftime in Fort Worth, 17-10 Texas on top, five seconds to go in the half. Looks like TCU's got the ball. We'll see if they can put any points on the board before halftime. They are uh, three minutes away from halftime in Baton Rouge. LSU uh, trailing Auburn 10-7. So the number two ranked team in the high-powered LSU offense has scored only seven points in the first half against Auburn today. Halftime, Penn State leading Michigan State 21-0. I'm going to pause right there because uh, Kelly Hines of the Tulsa World is the pool reporter today. And she had the opportunity to uh, visit with head referee Reggie Smith after the game and has just released the statement from Reggie Smith. Uh, they send one reporter to talk to the referee, and that reporter sends out the statement for everybody. So here's the a tweet from Kelly Hines moments ago. Um, statement for referee Reggie Smith regarding the onside kick. Quote, we did consider all aspects of forced touching, However, based on Rule 211.4c, this is why we came to the decision that we came to. Rule 211.4c was the primary determination for considering forced touching. Now,
5: Chris Plank? so I just wanted to say one thing too. Um, I have sources that have told me she didn't get to ask a follow up, and it was a statement that was read to her, and that was it, and so kind of. Kind of as as if the Big 12 and, and to their credit is saying this is our call, here's our reasoning behind it. Case closed. So just to kind of if if you were wondering, there
9: was no
2: interview there, that took exactly.
5: place. exactly. And as as the poll reporter Kelly basically got a statement, transcribed it, and I and I don't believe was it was asked or allowed to ask any more questions. So there you have it. Um, very very frustrating. And obviously, down in the locker room, I came came back up here just moments ago from the locker room, and Stat said, what was it like down there? And again, you're frustrated, but I also think that based on the way everything went, there was even more frustration in the fact that they felt like they had an opportunity to still push this game to overtime and win it. And I think that's where where there's a lot of uh, even more frustration added to the anger of the way they played.
2: As I'm reading it, rule 2114C says the following, just so you know, and, I'm, and listen.) Uh, <laughs> when, uh, when the Oregon situation happened, we didn't have social media.: No, we did not. And you guys know, I mean, we're still so uh, trust me, this is going to be a social media field day, but as I'm reading on social media right now, 2114C, an inbounds player touched by a ball either batted or illegally kicked by an opponent is not deemed to have touched the ball. So I don't know what that has to do with anything. (laughs) Um, There you go. But that is uh, is what I'm seeing here. Uh, Kelly Hines, you might give a follow. What's her Twitter? Um,
5: Kelly Hines with the Tulsa world at Kelly Hines TW. We just, she might have more info out coming out. Yeah. And I, and again, it was, uh, she's got a little thread going on it. And I think she even laid out, uh, the the two eleven four C and then she added did she, she added did she okay go ahead. there wa- uh, this was all they would give me, not a lot of clarity there, except seemingly saying they looked at whether the opponent blocked the player into the ball and didn 't see enough evidence of it so there there is also another uh wave of 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 Zebruder
2: film taking place <laughs> right now on social media as to whether it was even Trajan Bridges that touched the ball. Or the Kansas State player behind him, it it, it <laughs> looks like from one angle that the ball goes by Bridges and hits the K-State guy. So, I mean, this is uh, layers upon layers upon layers. But bottom line is this decision is not going to be reversed. Mm-mm. And Kansas State wins the game today, 48-41. And, and Chris is joining us live in the booth now before we go. Um, kind of general mood of what you saw down there? Well,
5: uh, you know, Lincoln Riley, if there's one thing that I've learned in the three years now that he's been the head coach is there is never anything off the table. It's never a situation where there's anything that's considered to be off the table. So when I say that, they don't look at this loss as season ending. We're done. Uh, we're not going to play for national championship. I think Link talked about it a couple of years ago after, uh, after Oklahoma had lost to Ohio State. And he said that... Uh, hey, guess what? Uh, We saw Virginia Tech whenever I was at East Carolina after they had beaten Ohio State. And then when we saw them the next week, it was a different team. Things change. Teams bounce back. They get better. So I guess my point is more than anything else, this is a gut check. This is a gut punch. This stinks. But... It's not anything that anyone down in that locker room says, all right, season's over. Time to pack it up. We're going to the Camping World Bowl or or whatever. They still believe they're a great football team. They still believe they're going to the Big 12 championship. And I think every person there still believes they're going to win a national championship. I know Jalen Hurts does. So uh, I know Kenneth Murray does. I know Creed Humphrey does. I know Nev Gallimore does. So uh, obviously this stinks. But. There's been positions before where you've seen a team get upset, a la Oklahoma, the regular season last year to Texas, the year before at home to Iowa State, and they still find a way to work themselves back into the playoff picture. It's going to take some work, going to need some help, but yeah. I think the, the goal here is just to, to get right and win a game next, uh, in two weeks against Iowa State.
2: Quick score update. TCU kicked a field goal before halftime, 17-13 Texas. At the break, Here, Jana King clean sweep of scores around the Big 12. Jana King is the king of clean. Let's take a look at this week's upcoming Sooner Athletic events, buy this week for the Sooners, but I will tell you the OU men's basketball team has their one and only exhibition game coming up Tuesday night in the Lloyd Noble Center. They'll host Southeastern Oklahoma State. Your one chance before the season begins the next Tuesday to get your opportunity to see a vastly different looking Lon Kruger basketball.
5: Team. And you're going to be somewhere Wednesday night.
2: The Halloween game's coming up. Wednesday
5: Toby's tonight. covering yeah. the Halloween game, and I'm going to be at McCaslin Fieldhouse as number one-ranked Baylor comes to town to take on the OU volleyball team, who won today over Texas Tech. So they're sitting in third place, all by their lonesome. They're 14-5 and five overall, 6-2 in the Big 12. Kudos to Lindsey gray Walton. Let's look at upcoming OU events brought to you by Red Carpet Charters, the official motor coach carrier
2: of OU Athletics. Great job today, buddy. Fun stuff, man. Thanks to our team, Ted Lehman, Merv Johnson, Chris Plank, Gabe Eichert, Michael Dean, Drake Dyken, Greg Blackwood, Dennis Kelly, Tom Shores, Rufus Alexander, and Seth Summer back in our Learfield IMG studios. Final score one final time here from Bill Snyder Family Stadium in Manhattan, Kansas. Kansas State pulls off the upset today, 48-41. to Until two weeks from today, back in Norman, this is Toby Rowland saying, Boomer Sooner, everybody.
1: Sooner football has been brought to you by Homeland, proud sponsor of Sooner football. And by OU Medicine, number one in the field. The preceding has been a Learfield IMG College presentation of the Sooner Sports Network.